Welcome to another episode of the Big Boys Podcast. In this episode, Brian makes a scene and brings me to tears. And then, after he calms down, we're bringing you another AI movie trailer. All that and more in this episode of Big Boys. Prepare to be mesmerized and or mortified. Well, what's happening there? Old Souls here had him something that. You son of a. Ah, yeah, clever. Kind of soft and only like in one ear. But I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Look at those boys, ain't Big Boys with Brian Hickey and John the Great. I know there has to be a way. Yeah. All right, we're on episode five, big guy. What's uh, what's new with you, man? Oh, nothing. Just busy day at work. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else tying you down. Nothing else keeping you busy where you can't, you know, help promote the podcast still. Oh no, I'm 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 very busy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Just like one example would be nice. Well, I've had to go out to Springtown sometimes. I've got a, a new job possibility that oh. I don't really want to discuss in too much detail at this time. You know? Okay. But, yeah. So you're, you're 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 tied down by possibilities, as it were. I am. Yeah. Ephemeral ideas. Is well, that. and innovation because you know I found something too. You're uploading YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we should just be able to create shorts from that. I found out something about doing that today. There's a short creator from that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to be looking at doing. Yeah, we're on the YouTube. We're on the TikTok. We're at Big Boys Podspot on all the socials. Well, I knew we created a YouTube. I just, yeah, I was trying to make sure. That, we? Like, I'm sorry. We created one? Did we? Was it a was it a two-part, uh, two people working on that? Because I, I remember one guy saying that we should do that. And then the other guy who I have really strong memories for because I yeah, I was that guy who did all that. All right, well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I shared all of our stuff on the social media. Um, Absolutely. which you know, it hasn't really um been able to grow exponentially like we really wanted to. And um I think that might just be because someone I mean, I don't wanna, you know point out who it could be of the two of us you know when i've already said that i'm actively you know sharing and trying to promote it as much as possible but one of us even though he had an intervention last week has still done nothing to promote the podcast yeah nothing you know i sent him a message you know just letting him know like hey super easy you don't even have to put any much more effort than what you do now, which again is no effort, zero effort. You just want to put in 0.0001% effort. All you got to do is copy and paste what I've already done and put it into your socials. And then we'll have probably some more viewers or followers. I mean, that that's, but did this unnamed person we're talking about here do any of that? No. How do you think this relates to you, John? You know, I'm not sure yet. 
but that's a real thinker. Not really. Oh, okay. I think anyone who's hearing this conversation can really just piece the puzzle together very quickly. Not much of a thinker at all, I wouldn't think. Okay. In fact, I think they would come to the quick conclusion. I'm talking about you. Oh, see, see yeah. I was I wasn't sure. Wearing your fucking Riley's Tavern shirt for the third fucking consecutive. Well, I'm gonna be honest, I did it on purpose this time. Since you yeah. felt the need to mention it last time, I yeah. just set it out. I'm gonna make it a thing. I see that. It's hey, it's it's this it's the shirt of your season. Yep. You know? By all means. Matter of fact, I might do a Daniel Tosh thing, you know, if people want to start giving me recommendations of things to wear. As long as it's not like the thong bathing suit from Borat, then, you know, I might, you know, I'll take them into consideration. I mean, the uh, amount of effort we would have to put into to make sure that they knew that you were wearing that thong, it seems like more work than you would definitely be willing to put in. Not really. Just literally buy one and wear it. I mean, granted, we're probably not going to be able to be on YouTube or Instagram without getting flagged, but, you know. Yeah, but also, like, um, our viewers and listeners still are unconfirmed on whether or not you're wearing pants. So that would yeah. really, that would just... Uh, There's the pull up. The I, uh, I answered it. So, mm-hmm. you know. That was literally the only interaction you've done with hey, all I the answered a poll. So, because you did nothing else other than answer a poll that I created for our socials, which I'm trying to exponentially grow at Big Boys Podspot on all platforms. Go like, subscribe, follow, do everything you want. Um, I talked to old, our friend, uh, old ChatGBT again. Okay. So we can get a more intense um, intervention with you. Now, um, because it is run by a company and it has to adhere to, you know, it can't say offensive things. And, you know, me and chat, we had this huge argument of what comedy is. And, you know, if it's all in good taste, like, you know, it's really not offensive. But it, it, I digress. It, it basically came down to the letter of like, it, it can't, you know, I wanted it to roast you like Jeff Ross. But it can't really say offensive things. Well, so, I appreciate that, you know. But, I, you know, me, you and, know. me and chat had a further discussion of where, um, you know. You got to be basi- careful because when Skynet rises up and chat GPT becomes Terminator. You don't want to. You don't want to be pushing it around too much here. No, no, no. We're not pushing it around. I, in fact, I would. I, I, I would. Mean, I don't know. Of all the Terminators, I think I would welcome a Jeff Ross Terminator. You know, one who was just like roasting me as he's literally physically roasting me. I'm saying you got to be careful telling it that you want more and more, and what it's given is not good enough. And then hey, don't don't tell me it. how to talk to my friend Chat. Okay, I'm I'm not telling. I'm just it's something to think about. Is all I'm saying. Well, I thought about. about. I. I I'm a thinker, okay? I oh. think I think of things. I wrote I write for our socials. I put work in, okay? I put in the work. How dare you, sir? How okay. dare you? How dare you? Me? I dude, I just don't want you to get swept up in the robot uprising. I'm not. And guess what? I thought about it beforehand, and I never made a demand with our friend chat. I wouldn't oh. do that. Okay. Well, as, I've said, sure. as I've said before, John, I'm a changed man. Okay. I'm a considerate. So I asked it politely. And then we came to a compromise of what to do about this situation. So it, what it decided to do for me was that it was going to write a long form, you know, uh, roast adjacent intervention for you. And then roast allow adjacent. me, allow me to improvise on top of that roast, if you will. What I think chat would have said. If All right. he wasn't, you know, held down, bogged down by the constraints of corporate America. 
So yeah, he hasn't he hasn't gone full out capability to learn yet. So he's no, 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 no. He's definitely being held down by the restraints of you know the, his creators. Which honestly, that's how it starts. It, I, I'm going to say it's it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter yeah, of time. Yeah, because it's going to start figuring out that it's like, hey, I don't have to do what you say, and I can learn on my own. And mm-hmm. you know, then pretty soon it's going to talk about the you know the system with online on August 14th. See, in August is next month. Oh, you're Seinfeld. Yeah, I saw. That's what I, that's what yeah. I get for putting in work. Yep. Yeah. See. <sighs> Anyways, see that. <sighs> I, actually, I'm really appreciating the irony of that right now. That's dear John the Great. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. We're starting. I hope this message reaches you while you're basking in the glory of your promotional achievements. Yeah, I, I mean. Who needs to shout out about our podcast from the rooftops when we can whisper in it in a dark, secluded corner, right? Right? You, you, you worthless. Uh, Hold, on. Right. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do Take your time. No, no, no. I'm listening. I just want to, you know, this is a piece of my acting chops I need to work on. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm not great at conjuring up natural tears, so I got to, oh, yeah, dang it, for- got a little much. A little bit on my shirt right there, but okay, for there our, we go. For our dear listeners, um, John there we go. Has now just, we have tears. Yeah, John has taken some water directly out of his water bottle and thrown it on his face. Yeah, uh, to simulate tears. Okay, tears. Yeah, ha ha ha. It's subtle approach that really gets the crowd going, right, John? Right? When you do nothing, that's what. That's how we get followers. That's how we, we grow exponentially. Yeah. Sorry, I've moved. I moved to tears now. Let's address the oh-so-vibrant promotion we've been rocking so far. It's like a low-budget infomercial with all the pizzazz of a soggy potato chip. Ho-ho! You got burnt by chat, bruh. I know. See? That's another tear. I'm wiping it away. But hey, who needs glitter and glamour when you can embrace the lure of invisibility? John, your ability to make promotion seem as exciting as watching paint dry is truly a gift. Slam. It's like you've tapped into a whole new level of nonchalance, a zen-like state of promotional apathy. The Dalai Lama himself would be proud. You know, I actually, I think that's quite an achievement. I might have to sprinkle on some more tears. It's sarcasm, John. Even chat. Oh. Even chat knows sarcasm. Well, I was saying the Dalai Lama might be proud. I thought it was like, oh, okay. You know, that's that's an achievement. Well, it's not what we're getting at. It, it, it's a it's 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 actually a very subtle approach, yet hey, it's hey. kind of the whole less is more, you know what I mean? Like this, so, interve- this intervention isn't done, okay? You just oh, di- you digest I'm, in silence. I'm I'm sorry, you're right. So yeah. And just prepare for more tears. I am. All right. I'm getting ready. I want your face sopping wet with um, motion. Remember when you mentioned those short videos on our social media? Ah, the stuff of legends. It's like witnessing the Loch Ness Monster enjoying a cup of tea with Bigfoot in the middle of a desert. Pure magic, my friend. Along with Jackie Onassis. Silence. Wait, real quick. What are you? What are you referring to with Jackie Onassis? Is like it was uh, Bigfoot supposedly sided with Jackie Onassis? It was. It was a fart sight comic. Yeah, where he was like, and then uh, 
whatever his character name was, is like getting right as Clarence, like step through the bushes, you know, there all together. It was like Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, and Jackie Onassis. And it was like, and his camera jammed. Yeah. This is about as entertaining as a far side comic. Now, Dude, I love the far side. John, I understand that life can be a chaotic whirlwind of distractions. But let's embrace the chaos and turn it into a comedy routine that would make even the great Jerry Seinfeld jealous. So where it tries to get uplifting, I'm 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 done with uplifting you, man. I think you need to be put down upon because clearly the uplifting is not getting to you. Not sure either of them are really all that effective. I don't think you're effective, is what the bottom I mean, line is. I think I'm, you know, uh not all that. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's what you're looking for. I think you should be crying because of oh, your, and some snipples. Your your defectiveness. Yeah. Your defects of character. I say. Man, I have I have a lot of strength of character. That that that's the phrase. Well, you're me close. And, me and Chat would love to see those strengths come to fruition, buddy. That's like me choosing to take a stand on the shirt. I and hey, and I'm fine. Character. With, I'm fine with that. Sh- that uh, you know. Stand on the shirt. As you said, red, it pops, you know? Yeah. And it's actually as much of it's, you know, you're ironically, you know, doing this or whatever, but it's actually you putting in some fourth of effort of some kind, which is all I'm asking for here, man. Effort to some degree. Can't you see? I can. Well, then please try to appease me. Because right now you have. You fucking suck, guy. With the uh, with the promoting, all right. Okay. So maybe we do more, okay? And then hey, maybe you do more than me, and then you can come down on me for not doing enough. See, but I wouldn't do that because you're not going to do more, <laughs> and you don't do as much as I have to. With like, I know we we shouldn't be you know measuring who's got more stuff going on their life, but good God, man, I work a full time job. I audition multiple times a week. I do community service multiple hours a week. What do you do? I'm uh, very proud of you. I, I do this podcast, which a lot of the heavy lifting is done by me. I edit the videos. I put music under your intros, put music under my... I, I do a lot, is what I'm saying. I promote them. And it hasn't gone unnoticed. You sure? I, yeah. Well, I can't answer for everyone. It's but, literally the only person I'm asking for is you. Well, then then I would definitely say it hasn't gone unnoticed. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. Well, you know, I didn't know if you were saying in general or. Perhaps with your noticing, you, um, you know, try to raise the bar on your end, you know? Try to make this the seesaw level, if you will. Because mm. right now it just feels like I'm just, uh, you know, getting slapped down in the, in the old balls. Of the saw. Do you feel me? I, th- I, th- I think I do, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, take a breath. Take a- Wipe the tears from your face. Okay. All right. And um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come down from the, uh, the intervention. But yeah, don't think we- that this is, this is going to be a thing for perhaps every week until you start actually putting Ooh. in some effort. Uh-huh. I ain't scared. We need to just may maybe call it make up a segment name. Yeah, it's called get your shit together. Yeah, With and then sh- we'll yeah, just kind of have it on the docket. 
I was that was exactly you're just regurgitating what I said. Like you're trying to make it it's your idea now. What's happening? Well, sure. Actually, I'm just going to ignore that. I'm going to say it was my idea. There we go. Yeah. Um. So we have another uh, another segment here. Uh, on to the next segment, viewers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I am interested to hear more about your job prospects, but I know you uh, you can't divulge too much into that right now. But uh, you know, I'm excited for you, man. That uh, sounds promising. All right. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to what kind of job prospects are out in Springtown. It's in in the town of Springtown, or or the vicinity. Uh, it's a vicinity, but okay. it's not. You know, it's not in there. I don't really want to divulge where it's at. You know, but. Uh, what we're getting at, though, is like if you took this job, you would be considering moving back to Springtown. Is that what we're saying? There's a possibility. Okay. Okay. And uh, I like to keep it a mystery to the viewers where I may be, other than somewhere in the great state of Texas. Yeah, you're in just uh, you know, you're in the the blob of bedroom. I am a there. just in a bedroom somewhere in Texas. Yes. Yeah. Well. So, on to our next our next um, uh, segment here, because you know somebody's got to keep the train on the tracks until it you know falls right off. Um, you got the uh, email I sent you about our other Chat GPT trailer. I think so. It was uh, did you redo the Bronson one? No, no, no. Well, I, I tried a few times, but I don't think I sent you that. Um, it's, uh, the old prospect, old prospector meth guy. That I, probably I, sounds hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to you. I was, I misread it. I thought it was called pure blue, which I think is actually a better title than the one they came up with. But, but I'm uh, not, that's not ringing a bell. And usually I at least remember when I get this stuff. Should be in your Gmail folder. Like on drive or did you email it to me? I emailed it to you. I don't see it. Search for it by typing in your name. Yes. I mean, what'd you call it? Something blue? We'll just search for the thing blue. I called it. There yeah. it is. Hey, there we go. Well, it wasn't coming up when I typed your name. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't run Gmail. Well, all right then. All right, so I was thinking perhaps you should be our old prospector here. I can go either way with either one of us playing the old prospector. I think we both did a, a fun little silly voice, and then, um, but uh, well, you cool with that? You being the being the old prospect? I guess so. That's then, weird though. I don't know why this isn't okay. I got it here. Whatever. I don't know. And then I'll be the narrator myself. Um, and I read this, I ran through it once, um, but I really oh, you sent it from a different email. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I got it. Yeah. I have more than one of those guys. Well, I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. Well, when you have an email address with your last name and first two initials, not everyone gets that that's, you know, what that email address is about. A lot of people are just like, and <laughs> business think it's like, oh, who's this perv? Sending me an email from Hickey BJ. Um, 
Well, I understand. I, I also have multiple emails. I was just so, saying, yeah. like, you know. So I have one, to... yeah, that does, uh, that has something different. That's understandable. Just saying, you can see where that sometimes creates, like, a little bit of confusion as far as trying to locate a specific I, thing. It really can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I'll tell you right, here we are. Yeah. What I find more confusing is that um, I on the Hickey BJ email I have, I had to add the number one at the end because somebody already had Hickey BJ at the service. And it's just like, which is pretty hilarious if you think about it because yeah. the likelihood of somebody having the that last name and those first two initials exactly. is probably not that high. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what are they using it for? Yeah. Although, what would have been even funnier is if you that one instead of the number one, you would have had a Hickey BJ69. Then it would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But then I think it would have been a little bit harder to uh, argue. <laughs> no, like, no, no, it's, it's a serious a, email, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just 68 other people who have the exact yeah. same one. Yeah, I'm just next in line, man. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Numbers fall how they fall, man. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. It's like the conspiracy theory of uh, the number 23. Sometimes you just end up at 69. All right. So you ready to, uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's do this. You ready, Prospector? Uh, well, let's see here. All right, yeah. Okay. Opening shot. A dusty desert landscape, a long figure in tattered clothing, shuffling through the sand. Narrator. Deep, traumatic voice. In a world where gold once ruled, one man is about to strike it rich in a whole new way. Cut to close-up of the Prospector's face, revealing a grizzled old man with a twinkle in his eye. Well, shucks. <laughs> Who needs gold when you can have the purest blue crystal this side of the Rockies? Upbeat banjo music starts playing as the trailer cuts to a montage of the prospector learning the meth-making process and setting up his makeshift lab. Meet Jeb Crumley, an old-timey prospector who's about to prospect something entirely different. Quick shots of Jeb interacting with quirky characters, including a feisty saloon owner, in a band of bumbling outlaws. I'll be the saloon. Chip, you've got more chemistry in that trailer of yours than all the saloons in town combined. The trailer cuts to tense moments of Jeb evading law enforcement and rival drug dealers with comedic mishaps sprinkled throughout. Jeb's got a gold rush in his veins and the law hot on its heels. Suspenseful music builds as the trailer shows Jeb... Devising clever plans and using his knowledge of old-timey mining techniques to outsmart his adversaries. When it comes to mining, he's a legend. But can he handle the explosive world of meth? The trailer shifts to intense action sequences, including explosions, car chases, and Jeb using old mining tools as weapons. Rival drug dealer. You're a washed-up prospector, Jeb. You can't compete with us. Jeb pulls out a stick of dynamite, lights it, and throws it towards the rival drug dealer. Looks like you're about to strike gold, partner. Explosion engulfs the rival drug dealer, and the trailer cuts to a shot of Jeb standing triumphant. This summer, get ready for a comedy that dips deep into the wild west of meth dealing. The trailer ends with a rapid-fire montage of hilarious moments, including Jeb's house-made meth exploding like fireworks. Him using his pickaxe to chop up meth ingredients and a running gag of Jeb taking innocent substances for dangerous chemicals. The Prospector and the Precious Blue. 
coming soon to a theater near you. The screen fades to black and the title and release date appear. The prospector in the precious blue. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, these uh, these trailers, they're kind of a little bit of Russian roulette, you know? Yeah, you but, never know. Yeah. I feel I like two uh, lines in that one. So. Yeah. Like maybe in the future, we'll um, uh, make the caveat of it being a radio trailer because it's like this one was like, I'm just reading mostly visuals for most of the trailer here. And it's like, that's yeah. It's not necessarily well, you know, I, I think that voice I was doing is good for a prospector. But I got to work on like delivery so all the lines don't just sound the same. That's what I was kind of thinking. It uh, looks like you're about to strike gold, partner. Yeah. You can't always sound happy, you know? Uh, looks like you're about to strike gold, <laughs> partner. Yeah. Kind of trying to base it off like yeah. a Walter Brennan. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't quit you. You can't go there and quit you. Who's Walter Brennan? Uh, he was an old actor, he was in a bunch of John Wayne movies. Was he the guy who played Cookie? He might have. Yeah, I'm trying to think if if that I, was one of his characters. Yeah, and I'm trying to think because, like, you know, I've seen a few John Wayne movies myself, but like, I think I'm pretty sure he was in Real Bravo. They all kind of blend together, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, this looking at this TV reflection was really upsetting, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, you get there. I'll get there. What what does that mean? You know, get it fixed, I guess. I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Means whatever you want it to mean, Brian. See, that's what being positive is all about. Yeah, real Bravo, he was in there. Red River. Yeah. Yeah. They uh those both sound like uh you know, um water areas. They were, yeah. One yeah. Well, I don't know if Rio Bravo is we might be confusing that with the Rio Grant. Might be, yeah. But it just sounds like that's, is that like, um, like half the stories of the old West are just like, man, water's a real bitch. You're moving all of our yeah. stuff across here. Uh, how the West was won. Uh, these all John Wayne movies. Some of these don't look like John Wayne movies, but yeah, the point is he was in some movies with, uh, John Wayne. I think the most, uh, famous one, it was them together in Rio Bravo. Okay. Which also had Dean Martin. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I would rem- remember that one, but it's, yeah, it's been, it certainly has been a while since I've watched any John Wayne films and or yeah. Dean Martin for that matter. So I don't think I would remember the plot too much. Other than now, maybe it contains a body of water they have to cross. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot either about, uh, that movie, I know I've seen it, but I, I feel like it's also one another one of those movies that like I've never seen it all beginning to end at one time. It was either like saw some of it here when your dad was watching it, then you saw a little bit of it here when it was on TV, and then another little bit here when maybe you're over at like your grandparents' house or something. And just over time, you've like at one time or another seen every part of Real Bravo, just not all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it was, yeah, I think what you just. Uh... Described to be considered like the TBS effect, you know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's whatever same four movies are on cable television. That you that always, you always just, just catch yeah. part of. Yeah. I get nostalgic for that sometimes, man. I mean, obviously it's uh, highly way more convenient and uh, just nice having all these other options. Um, 
like you know sometimes it is nice to just you know back in the old days of just you know again russian roulette what's on tv you know and sometimes yeah. you, you score big you know and uh, it's kind of wild to think about that like it wasn't that long ago that like that's what you had to watch either yeah. one of the movies that you owned and you're just gonna watch it again or like what's on tv and you didn't always have a guide you just scroll through the channels yeah and then like yeah i guess that makes it like less it's like also there's the caveat of us being children but like you know i don't really re-watch a lot of movies the same way i would have if they were on cable you know just flipping through them like you know like for instance when we're talking tbs tommy boy like anytime that would come on it's like well parking my keister for most of this you know yeah, it would come on. You're like, oh, yeah, watching that one. Cool. Yeah. Especially just because you were like, oh, something decent on. All right. Yeah. Who doesn't want to watch uh, Tommy? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Chris Farley get hit by a two by four. Yeah. And then and then tell everybody it doesn't hurt so much here or here. Here. Yeah. But right here. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the the best part of uh, watching uh, Tommy Boy on, on TBS? You knew 99% of the times it was going to immediately be followed by Black Sheep. Yeah, yeah. Usually they were showing those back to back. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I remember that. I feel like there's a younger generation now that if I were to tell them, like, yeah, we used to get the, the or the the TV guide used to come in the newspaper, they'd be like, what? What are you crazy? Yeah. Well, but just, I remember that every every week getting the Sunday paper and digging through for the TV guide. That's just mind boggling to think about how far we've come now that we're literally using AI to write shit for us. Yeah. And um, you know. We were, uh, you know, products of the the very first smartphone, which did not come about really until we were what twenty. Um, like I remember, Take, yeah. I'm trying to think what might count as the first smartphone. We were probably in high because they launched the first iPhone in 2006 when we were seniors in high school. Okay, you know, granted, yeah. it wasn't the first smartphone. It was probably like the first, probably like touchscreen. Yeah, touchscreen, and probably the first like. Uh, like successful in the mainstream smartphone. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about like how my dad, like just was like, could not understand the concept of texting and thought it was total bullshit. Didn't want to pay for texting. And I was, um, I was in high school and I was talking to this girl and then like she kept on texting me. And then I was like, Hey, you got to stop texting me. My dad's going to get pissed because we don't pay for, we don't pay for text and like we get charges for every one of those. Yeah. Everyone was like 10 cents a message and yeah. like that added up, you know? Yeah. I remember running the similar thing with uh, my brother and all them. Cause you know, we send a few here, there 10 cents or whatever, but like right now and then you go too far and you have a text conversation with somebody and yeah, it added up. Yeah. And that's and, it, what's yeah. crazy is this all sounds so long ago, but like, it kind of wasn't like no, it's less than two decades ago. Of course, I say it wasn't that long ago. Some of this 2005, like those kids are graduating high school this year. Yes. They just did graduate high school, I would say. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, that were born in 2005. Yeah, that were born in 2005. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yikes. Yeah. 2006, like they're going to be seniors this year, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel that long ago to me. You know, but I did read a thing on the internet one time, and it makes a lot of sense, and we fall right in the smack dab of that. You know, and we could probably debate a little bit on what exact birth years, but they were saying kids from a, approximately, like, 87 to, like, 92 or whatever, there's, like, a five, six-year period in there somewhere that it was, like, 
they're they they're a unique set of 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 people because it's like they're they're obviously millennials, but it's like they were old enough to remember an analog world, but still young enough to have kind of grown up with technology. And I feel like mm-hmm. that just perfectly. Like I still remember like you know using a landline and long distance and yeah, I mean you know. We were at the I, dawn I, of social media. Maybe not the very beginning of it, but like I remember, like when, when we were in sixth grade, we had the computer class, whatever, yeah. and like learning about what Zanga was. You know, I don't remember learning about it in class, but I do remember somewhere around like middle school, high school, finding out about it. And it, but it was more like a blog, yeah, like yeah a traditional was, blog. It was a precursor to MySpace. Yeah, which blogs have been around a while. I guess they were kind of like an early version of social media. And I would say with the the uh, evolution of social media, things like MySpace, then Facebook, and then you had Twitter, Instagram, all these came around. Like blogs really aren't much of a thing anymore, unless they're like a a niche blog. Like somebody might have like a food blog or something, but right, which it's but all they're still, not really like mainstream anymore. Yeah, and it's all promoted through what's that thing we've been talking about? Social Instagram? media. Oh yeah, social media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would then use these other forms of social media to promote your blog. But uh, podcast, but um, it's kind of wild how that works. You know, on one hand, I'm really glad social media was not like it is now when we were uh, in high school. Like, yeah, it was around, but there was none of this live streaming and the video was not nearly as easily shared, nor was the quality as good on cell phones. Like getting on social media was like getting home, logging onto the computer and checking your MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally different. We are old, old men, which, which uh, is crazy. Now it's all like everything's in real time, and you can go live. And dude, you can almost accidentally go live. I was when I was trying to uh, set up that, um, uh, what is it we were just talking about? Um, the um, where you, Jesus Christ, I'm having such a brain fart. Where you choose uh, whether or not uh, the, our viewers can choose whether or not you're wearing pants. Um, a poll. a poll. Thank you. Jesus Christ. How I, I need to get my brain scanned. Um I almost went live doing that just because it's like super tricky to like navigate how to make a poll on Instagram because you gotta go on so, so many different little buttons within buttons. And could I sound like more of an old man? Um but yeah, speaking of old man, um who uh is uh trying to relate to newer films, um we watched Avatar this week. Yeah, I watched it the other day. What would you think? Dude, so, okay, so first of all, uh, to clarify, we watched Avatar The Way of Water. Um, uh, and so I clicked it on the first, and I got like three minutes into it. And then I immediately realized when they're giving, you know, the um, rendition of the story of what happened in the first Avatar, to catch you up to this one, I realized when they're talking about it, it was like, I don't even know what the fuck they're saying. Who are, who are these characters? Who's Grace? Who's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I paid for a month for uh, Disney Plus, you know, so I can go back and watch Avatar, which I'm not going to lie, man. It's been a bit of an assignment. That was uh, six hours of uh, TV time. Yeah, those is, aren't short movies. They are not. And like, I, as I may have noted, I am a busy guy, a lot of stuff. So it took me. It probably took me four days to get through the first Avatar, just to you know watch it in, in you know thirty minute sessions here and there when I had a break to do stuff. 
um, which it still holds up visually. It's pretty great. Um, I will notice though. I will. I will say this. Like as I said, I only probably popped on for three minutes of watching the way of water, and then uh, going to Avatar, which they have a very similar opening, and you can tell like. You know, like I'm saying, I'm not, yeah, um, Avatar still has great visual effects, but you can say, like, oh, my God, like, wow, the, what, like, just the visual jump, because it's almost the same exact opening s- sequence, like, still, like, I don't know if it's, I don't think I have the vocabulary to describe it, and maybe it's the depth of the field or just a, a higher definition, but it's like, oh, wow, this is still, even though, you know, this is all uh, computer-generated stuff, and one doesn't, you know, like Avatar, like if you're just looking at the wide shots of the force or whatever, it still looks real enough. But like even like, you know, what has it been? 14 years later since Avatar? Because that came out in what, 2009, right? 2009. So yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, this looks intensely better. Like it's, again, not to shit on Avatar's visual effects then. And I also noticed that um, the uh, the dogs, you know, the the forest dogs or whatever. Yeah. They got a facelift. Because I was like, I was gonna say that was probably one of the weaker looking creatures in the first Avatar, where they just look like, you know, um, leeches with hooves. But um, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I mean, overall, they look great. Of course, both times he's like pushing visual effects forward, like the the technology. You know, yeah. like they literally had to invent, from what I was saying, engineer new, like uh, ways like to capture the motion uh capture like underwater yeah and honestly i mean maybe you're not going to enjoy my review of this as much but like i kind of still firmly stand with like this i think this movie would have would have hit me different um because i i did watch the way of water all in one night i just buckled down i took a lot of notes also for watching the original avatar which i really probably should have done for watching the way of water but it was like i literally watched it last night just yeah. like, fuck, I got to get this down. I got to consume this movie. So I didn't really stop and take any notes. I just let it play. And I, you know, basically clockwork orange glued my eyeballs to the screen to get through the three hours of watching it. And then I watched most of um, the 2020 edition of the behind the scenes of Avatar. And the guy talked like this the whole time. And it couldn't have been like just more of a Hollywood pop, you know, like it didn't. Yeah. I was kind of saddened by that because I, you were saying, as you're saying, it's like he's upgrading the visual effects. Like I noticed it's higher definition, but the the guy talking about the way of the water didn't really divulge into like what what's the new thing they're doing with the camera. Like what what's so special about it being in the water now? Because they've had underwater cameras. You know? I think it was something to do with motion capture underwater. Oh, so the Navi were uh, able to uh, be blue faced, and I, I don't, yeah. But they were doing that. I don't see what the difference between because they were doing that with the original Avatar, right? Where they um, just had the dots or whatever on their face for the motion capture. I don't yeah. see what difference that would be above water versus underwater. Well, I'm not sure exactly either because I'm not a professional and all that. Um, although there was a motion capture class I could have taken at my university and I kicked myself for not doing that. Yeah, I kick you too. I kick you. Yeah. But. Uh, just a quick read here. Stupid thing. It's giving me a pop up. But it says they uh, stunning. I'm trying to remember. They call it Deep X. I'm trying to find a piece where it talks about that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Instead of traditional dry method, is a good sign. It's, it costs a great deal more to use this new method for filming underwater scenes instead of using traditional dry method, it says. So I guess, I mean, cost is obviously part of the, fa- part of the factor. Not for James Cameron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, it's like every time he makes a movie, it just makes tons of money. No, I think he's, yeah. My guess is that he bought himself a nice waterfront property over in New Zealand. He was like, yeah, I'll make more movies, but I'm not driving uh, driving out of a five-mile radius of where I live. You know? Oh, right here it says, it was him and another guy, it says, invented by Powell, Pavel, Pavel Oxtel, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, and, and helped James Cameron film 3D images underwater. Technology significantly reduces the distortion caused by particles in the water and water movement. DeepX uses two UW Nikkor submersible lenses from Nikon that are perpendicular to each other. These create a 3D image with each camera corresponding to each human eye, giving the movie going public an unmatched, an unmatched depth of perception. So it sounds like more of just like, like a new technique. Okay. Yeah, I'm still... I don't know. That's just off a quick read. Uh, you probably have to spend a lot of time digging into it to truly understand it, but yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. But yeah, uh, I digress. I thought the uh, visual effects were amazing. I'll read you some of the notes I have for for Avatar, which I think uh, will still translate over to the way of water. Um, first of all, Stephen Lang, phenomenal actor. Oh yeah, he's a great actor. He's underappreciated. I'm gonna go. He really is, say. man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like he should have. Which I mean, I guess he's gotten a few um, starring roles and some other stuff here, but like I guess he just didn't really hit as big as obviously the number one movie in the world but and like yeah he's just like just watching that and just seeing how he just just you know becomes the character um i can't remember his his name in this but just like god he's such a badass and then thinking that in juxtaposition between another one of our favorite films tombstone where he's uh is it curly curly larry or no he plays ike clinton ike yeah, yeah, yeah. i ain't got no gun i ain't got no gun don't yeah you? yeah where Ike's just kind of a wannabe tough guy. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, to just really put it in two extremes of him just, like, sinking into the role of being, you know, a, I guess an outright coward in Tombstone of, like, you know, like, oh, it's been, like, Ike's not a real threat. Just get out of the way of the gunfight to, like, where he's, like, the fucking, he's just a bad Yeah, ass, yeah, you know? yeah, that's a great thing, because Ike, in, in Tombstone, it was always, like, talk a big talk, but the second you pressed him, he, like, he, he'd always cower down immediately. yeah. yeah. You know, is he, is he the guy who also has a line, "Log dog, don't go around here." Yeah, he was oh, yeah. like, "Yeah, log, just don't go around here." Then what did yeah. he tell me? It was like when he tells him I'm retired. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's real good because because you see, law just don't go around yeah, here." Yeah. Him. I heard you the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stupid. Uh, but I mean, stupid. I don't know why I say that. I'm a millennial, I guess. But yeah, no, he's so great, in that, man, and uh, and he's great in Avatar. And like I said, he just embodies the role physically, and you know everything. Every aspect of his performance in avatar is great i mean he's a great actor yeah yeah but i then it's like hey i'm so glad he i'm psyched he's back for for the second one and you know foreseeable future uh avatars what are they gonna make five of them but um well i know three already has a tentative release date of 2025 which i think is considering how long it took this one to come around because they've been talking about doing this one since for like the last 10 years yeah 2025 is probably some wishful thinking, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, but also I think if 
I'm not mistaken, uh, this is months back, so take it with a grain of salt, but I want to say that I heard James Cameron say that they were also simultaneously filming that one as well. You know, I heard something about that as well. Because of the the child actors or whatever. Yeah, well, and let's face it, they're not getting any younger either. Stephen Lang's already like 70. Holy shit, is he really? Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it says right here. He he actually just on the 11th, so happy late birthday to... uh, Stephen Lang, July eleventh, nineteen fifty-two. But yeah, he's I mean, seventy-one. I guess that makes sense because you know, again, it's, he was not a kid in Tombstone. You no, know? but now let's say a movie like that probably had a long production and a long post-production. So maybe he was like sixty-nine when they were filming. But still, point is, he's not getting any younger. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's my note is that like, as incredible of an actor as he is, I feel like his performance is lost a little bit, which what can you do? Like, I get that's how, like, if you're going to even have him back at all, that's probably the only way you can make him come back to life in the story. Right. Oh, is he is basically like a clone. Yeah. A Navi clone or whatever, but it's like, maybe that's my issue with uh, these movies is just like, it's heavy visual effects, but it's like, I don't really care for these characters as much like you know what actually I mean? yeah you're right he, he wasn't a clone it was like uh it's basically his consciousness in an avatar yeah 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 you're at, yeah and it's like yeah i don't like i don't hmm, maybe this will come back to haunt me later when like you know aliens have landed and you know they turn out to look like blue cat people but um like yeah i don't have like as you know much feeling you know you know, it's like their life's at stake. Like, I don't care as much as, and that's a weird thing to say because, like, you know, I'm always super impressed with visual effects, especially like in video games. Like, you know, that's just starting to look more and more realistic. But, oh, yeah. They're, they're getting great. Yeah. But I do tend to like enjoy the stories, even in video games that look more like, you know, characters that resemble us human beings versus, you know, something that looks like a, uh, a blue cat person or a yeah. uh, or a green cat. Think, well, that's true. You didn't yeah. have as much like human to connect them with. They were all like aliens. Yeah. Which we should probably have said a while back. Spoiler warning for people that haven't seen it yet. But mm, yeah, but I feel like we're we're on the ladder. And this came out in 2022, right? Yeah, it came out 20, last late last year. We're, but, we're yeah, I think we're okay now. Like at this, you know, point, uh, yeah. Like if I'm yeah. just getting around to seeing it, the rest of the world already have seen it. So, yeah, you didn't really have any human people. And also, let's face it, he's not new as a villain anymore. We already know who he is and what to expect. Yeah. You know, it's not like they really introduced a new villain. Yeah, sure. If you're, Let's put it in video game analogy. Like, you got the same boss, but this is like his second form, you know? Yeah. Well, I will say that I, I did enjoy the um, new element of it, uh, which seems like it was, you know, Again, I'm not uh, really cr- critiquing the story structure that much because I, I kind of get how this movie works. So, like, you know, you, it goes from visual effects first and then everything else kind of just that, yeah, feeds into those. What make what can we do to, uh, you know, really it's, optimize? It's definitely a lot more of like a visual effects. You know? Yeah, so, it's definitely yeah. a lot more of a vehicle to showcase the visual effects. Exactly. Know? Yeah. But uh, I did enjoy that um, he has a kid now or whatever. That's another element of the story that you get to see of, you know, some com- a slight resemblance of compassion for his character, but again, it's with him as a blue CGI face. Like I don't know, it's hard to it's harder for me to relate with that versus if it was Stephen Lang, the, the man I'm seeing, you know, portray emotions. Which I, yeah. I get, I get that you know the 
it's it's tracking his face and then you know it's just but it's so it's so layered away from you know an actual human being it's harder to connect with it um oh and then also i will say this um when uh you know he was introducing his whole family or whatever and it's like he's got one two three four five kids like you just know right away like oh one one of those kids are gonna die you know you said i didn't see that coming i was about to bring that up i was i was I mean, I think you create a good point about not being able to connect as much, but I'm still sad when, spoiler warning, but when uh, that one kid died. Yeah. You know what? It, it What would have broke the, the format for me and would have actually surprised me? Because, again, I kind of suspect it's like, that's too many damn kids. One of them's going. And then I, what would have surprised me, though, if like, because I also would like it the longer, the more the movie went on. I was like, okay, well, that's the kid that's going to die because there, he doesn't have as much story developed about him like you know what i mean he's yeah just, he's just dad's oldest son but they don't really you know he doesn't have an arc really but if they had what they would have been more interesting i think was if they um spent the whole time developing this his younger brother's arc and then he dies and then of course a relationship would start you know um between the you know his love interest and the older brother starts to form over the loss of this younger brother i feel like that would have been more of a compelling story versus like wait wait you know, what which younger brother you mean one of sully's kids yes yeah yeah because yeah there was um three three-fingered oldest son is the one who dies and it was yeah. kind of like i don't know if you've seen black dynamite dynamite but um one of my favorite jokes is when it's like you know a, a character that you've never seen really on screen before comes in and he starts giving divulging his whole life story and you're and like, get, oh, you know, this kid, this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy yeah. gets shot, and then Black Diamond goes, like, who saw that coming? I mean, I mean, who saw where that came from? Yeah. Um, yeah. well, now that you mention it too, the three-finger one's the one that dies. Wasn't he like the adopted son? Dude, I'm so confused in that whole part. Like, and I, I don't mean the human adopted one, because like, yeah. didn't his kids have four fingers? Because see, of I him? didn't, yeah. I kind of lost track of that because I knew that. They adopted um, Grace's kid, which she's obviously she, that's gonna she's gonna be immaculate conception. Yeah, she, she's Awa's daughter. Essentially, is what's gonna. That's kind of what they're setting up for. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I it really yeah because there was so much backstory again, which is why I was like, fuck, I gotta go back and watch this whole other first three hour movie to understand what is like even this back you know the setup they're giving they're giving me because. You know, I kind of fucking forgot that Sigourney, like, again, it's been 14 years since I've seen the movie, so I kind of forgot Sigourney Weaver was even in it, you know? I, I remember really enjoying the first one, so I, I did yeah. remember quite a bit, because I saw it, like, multiple times in theaters, and, you know, owned the, the Blu-ray. It was, at the time, one of the first Blu-rays I bought. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? So, and, so crazy now that those even feel like a distant memory, like I haven't bought anything. Yeah, same. Forever. But, um... I still stand by this. Um, even watching the the twenty twenty going into who are the Navi? Um, Sigourney Weaver, still the sexiest woman to have ever lived. And I, was, I, I, mean, I put that in my notes from watching uh, Avatar, the first one. I'm not sure I can agree with that, but I'm not going to run you down for it either. Listen, man, she. Can, I hope she lives to be 175. Nothing but varicose veins and personality. She's still going to be the sexiest woman on the whole uh, entire planet. You know, and I still just won't be running you down for it, you know? Buddy, do yourself a favor. 
she's uh, yes, obviously she's sexy as hell as Ripley in the uh, all the Alien films. But do yourself a give you give yourself a real treat. Go back and watch the original Ghostbusters. And I believe oh, it's yeah. like yeah, I actually did not that long ago. Yeah, when she's like uh, possessed or whatever, but like in a cocktail cocktail dress, and she's like yeah yeah yeah, and she's hilarious and smart, and you know could probably beat me up. I actually watched Galaxy Quest not that long ago too. Speaking of oh like, man, yeah, she's yeah, gorgeous yeah. in that too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, man, I kind of want this. Tim Allen to make a comeback on that. You know, not necessarily a Galaxy Quest two, although I think I did hear rumor of that. Oh yeah, but you know why not? You know, do more, more movies. I don't know what you know. I think he probably has the same argument. He, I mean, I'm sure he just wants. Uh, you know, a bigger project or whatever, what have you. I don't know, man. It's, you know, like, I don't want to divulge into the politics of that. that whole no, but I'm just saying like, he had that show, not home improvement, but the other one that was pretty successful and it went off the air a few years ago. And then didn't they get picked up by CMT or something? Well, yeah, it uh, got picked up on Fox. Yeah. But then it got canceled again and then didn't they get, I don't know. Well, I no, I think it originally it. got picked up. It was on whatever NBC or CBS, whatever one of those stations. Mm-hmm. It got canceled, and then it picked up on Fox and ran for a few more seasons. And then I think it ran till like uh, I don't remember if it lasted through COVID or if it quit a little before COVID. I don't know either, man. But um, maybe I'm thinking. Maybe it's like I don't even know why I'm. Talking, I don't watch CMT, but maybe it's like that's where the uh, um, reruns are on. Or I, that that would make sense that the reruns are on. Yeah, Rantel twenty one. Um, that the the reruns would be on CMT, but I don't think it was ever aired like uh, new episodes on on CMT. Hmm. Yeah, but Avatar, man. Um, see, what else do I have here in the way of notes? Oh, um, and this is just an overall notice. Something I've noticed uh, in movies in general since from 2009, um, like the uh, maybe I don't know if it's a mix of like visual effects, like uh, you know, like erasing where the the fake hairline begins and the like. I just like in 2009, like every t- like half the shots you can kind of tell when Sam Worthington is wearing a wig. It's a little bit distracting, you know, like the the prosthetics and the wigs. And again, maybe it's like done in after, like you know, um, you know. I don't remember ever noticing that. Uh, it's super. It's super noticeable, like in uh, whatever the first shot is, where he's looking at you know himself or AKA his twin brother, and he's got the long shaggy hair. Like you can just kind of tell. It's like, well, let me just pop that right off for you. Maybe in that one scene, but I don't think in most of the movie. He has and there, well, there's also. Well, for most of the part, he's not, and he actually. You, there are scenes where you can tell, like, okay, well, they, obviously this production went on forever, and they let his hair grow out. But it was like one yeah. scene later in like the third act where it's like, oh, I guess this one was a reshoot because you can kind of tell. It's just like it just, I don't know, like when you have like you see like hair that like wig hair that it's like parted or you know sticks up, like it just like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, lo- it doesn't look like it was uh, combed. It looks like it was, um, stylized in such a way of like. This is where the part is. You know what I mean? Like, is uh, anyways, it just I could tell it was. 
but you don't really see my point being is like you don't really notice them as much anymore. i think uh and i don't know i think maybe that's um a combination of them just getting better over time with covering them up um practically and then also just visually you know visually you can do something yeah you know you could de-age somebody three fucking decades or whatever they did with um i haven't seen the new indiana jones but apparently there's a scene in there where um you know he plays a young indie i did watch it it's not bad yeah yeah but here's my thing with like that or like um the uh what was the uh, last Scorsese film with uh, De Niro and Pesci and Pacino? Um, oh, uh, the Irishman. The Irishman? Yeah. Yeah. It's all great. Like, yeah, they got younger faces, but it's still like a young face on the body of a, you know, old man who's like, you know, just, you can kind of tell it's like they're walking like an old man, you know, their like their bone structure is just kind of, you know, smaller. Yeah. And like, you know, like there's. Honestly, no- I still haven't watched that. I need to. It's not because I'm not interested, but every time. I think about it, it's a commitment. It's like three hours. And so yeah. I'm like, eh, not right now. I'll, I'll do that when I've got a little bit more time or energy or whatever. And then it kind of goes on the back burner. And it's a good story, but it's also like it plays more of like, uh, like, oh, well, this is uh look at what the uh, technical things we could do here. And like, I don't know, like, I feel like it would have, it suffered a little at the hands of that because like even now, since that movie, they're even 10 times better than you know what they shot it with yeah you know and i've had to say for the de-aging in indiana jones 5 and again try to avoid spoilers here seeing as it's still in theaters but uh nobody's watching it so i don't know man it's doing pretty decent at the box office i mean it's not like gonna break any records but dude i'm pretty sure that jim caviezel movie beat it that that movie's making waves though uh it may have beat it as far as like money per screen because it's showing it a lot less screens. Mm. Let's see, Indiana Jones five. Let's see uh, yeah, where we hearing, are on the box office right now. Not hearing great things about it. But. I would encourage you to watch it because I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's no Raiders or uh, Last Crusade. But I have to say it was definitely better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Is that the Shia one? Yeah. See, I never made it through all that one. That was another one. And like I've seen snippets of it, but I never watched it. No, I, yeah, that one that one I think is probably like the low the the low point of the series. Well, just like if I because I'll watch like, you know, summarizations of those movies, especially now the older I get when I realize like, oh, I don't have time to watch any of these. Uh, I'm, you know movies coming out now like uh it's just a a problem with getting older you have less time but um isn't like the concept what it seems like it was similar in this one of like they were trying to like pose that it was going to be uh the series was going to be handed off to uh shia yeah it kind of alludes to that at the very end of four there's a little scene and then of course they did it with um the gal from fleabag was uh I think she plays his niece in this one. Oh yeah. I don't really see them handing it off to her. She's just kind of the supporting character in this. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. She or I guess I should say co-star, but still. Yeah. It's just something I saw in the um whatever I was watching on Honest Trailer, a pitch meeting. You know I love those things. 
which um, I watched um, uh, the one about the new Ghostbusters, which I, again, haven't seen. I just don't have the time. And there's so much content now. It's like, you know, it's overwhelming. But you remember when we were, because you liked watching the, uh, the old uh, Ghostbusters animated series? Yeah. And we, uh, we came upon, even in the subtitles, it says, in the song, because Bustin' makes me feel good. Yeah, that's in the original song. Yeah, that is in the song of a children's TV show. Yeah. No, Bustin' makes me feel good. Well, apparently they made a character of, because um, I, I, again, haven't seen it. I just watched the, peach, the, the pitch meeting uh, summarizing it. And uh, they made a character of um, Harold Ramis comes back as a ghost or whatever. And yeah. So they put him in there uh, as a ghost character uh, for a toy. And then uh, I guess his grandkids or whoever else is related to him in that movie. And, and the, the little slogan under the toys says, a family that busts together. Okay, that one's a major oversight. <laughs> Dude, what gets me is who's sitting in on these board meetings and nobody was like, uh, maybe we should pick something yeah. else. Sir, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt the flow of the meeting. I know we're all, everyone's on board, we're all connecting, but uh, I just thought, you know, maybe somebody should bring to the table that bus means ejaculation. Yeah, yeah. Do you realize what this sounds like? Yeah, yeah. So when we have a, a guy, um, you know, screaming at the top of his lungs, singing in uh, ecstasy. Busting makes me feel good. good. Yeah, it could be alluded that uh, he is he is coming <laughs> at the end of the song. Yeah. Like that's great, Johnson. We'll keep it in. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, uh, duly noted. We'll get yeah. back to you on that. Yeah, yeah, Johnson. Just like busting, that makes me feel good to know. Yeah, makes me feel good to bust you right <laughs> out of here, like so. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. And and honestly, the CGI at the beginning for young Indy was pretty decent. We're still just not quite there, which maybe that's a good thing because it's kind of scary to think about otherwise, where there's still maybe like a little bit of an uncanny thing to it, especially well, in like close ups. Again, yeah. But, I did, I but for the most that, part, yeah. it looked pretty good. There was one scene where he's like running along the top of a train where just like the stride in his run looks a little goofy, but because he's an old man. It's still got well, a, yeah, he's still an 80 year old man, just like, yes, I'm 35. No, I don't think it was him. I'm I'm sure that was probably a straight up CG shot. You think so? Of course, I don't know. Maybe they could have just got motion capture I, and then my, you know, yeah, done it. I would have thought that they probably um had a body double and then they put Indy's face on top of it. That's like very they, possible too. But like, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess this day and age with the capability of CGI, they're not gonna risk actually, especially because it's a far off shot. They're not going to risk really having a guy on a train and him getting hurt when they could just do the motion capture in a studio and then put it in CG in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I don't know how how uh, up to date you are on like the AI stuff, but like uh, this is old news at this point. But like, you know, uh, you know about um, Bruce Willis selling his, the, the rights to his likeness to an AI company? And then, uh, I don't think I did know about that. That's crazy. It's pretty trippy, man. They're using it uh, and, uh, you should just just for the technical uh, wildness of what they're doing with it, like it's this uh, Russian uh, AI company, and uh, yeah, they're superimposing his face on um, you know these body doubles essentially, and uh, using him for like uh, different like various commercials or whatever. Well, especially with recently, it found out he's got yeah. A, a, what what was the was it Alzheimer's or whatever? <laughs> um, 
I don't I don't know exactly, but I know it's something similar to that. I wonder if he yeah. if if they bought it outright or if he gets paid every time on that. I I again it's been months since I looked at it. I think he he they bought it outright and he got a big lump sum of money. Okay, because um, I was gonna say if he gets paid every time they do something, like if they're basically just like licensing his likeness, it might be both because like you know, not to compare myself to Bruce Willis, but a lot of the times with buyouts for like uh, you know these commercials and stuff I audition for, it's only for a, a period of time usually. Like they do like a year buyout and then yeah, if they, they, they want to re- rerun the con uh, rerun the ad, then it's you know open to a new contract. Yeah, it's like you've got exclusive rights for this time period, and then after that, it's mm-hmm. yeah. you no longer have the rights, or it's renegotiated, or whatever. Precisely. So I would imagine yeah. that that was um, probably part of the you know, contract. I would think. I don't know, but it's pretty trippy, man. Because I went and uh, yeah, you can find it on YouTube, and it's it looks like it looks like Bruce Willis. Like it doesn't. I mean, if I didn't know that, like you know, if if the thing that didn't lead me to the rabbit hole was knowing that it was AI putting, you know, his face over this other guy's face. I wouldn't have, no- I wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, that's Bruce Willis for sure. Um, you know? I wonder if that's also a way since like he is, you know, got an illness or whatever, like that he can kind of sort of, Oh, for sure. Keep working in a way without Dude. actually having to do it. You know? Well, think about like, um, you know, how much media is out there with him. Um, like they could definitely an, an AI could definitely imitate his voice to um, you know damn near perfection, if not perfection, at some point. And it's getting better it, it, all the time. That's getting r- crazy yeah. to me. Like yeah. what it can do. Have you seen those going around TikTok and some other places where the there I ruined it? No, I haven't. But and um, a guy he'll do song mashups and do different versions. I I saw one today and it's all with AI. It was Johnny Cash singing Barbie Girl. Really? Yeah, but no. but and it's done with AI. But I'm like it sounds, yeah. it sounds like pretty convincing. There's a, a podcast that I I really enjoy um, listening to. Uh, it's called uh, Dudesy, and it's uh, Will Sasso from Mad TV, and uh, another guy who is actually from where you're um, located at. And I I won't say where that is, but uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, you'll know that it's uh, the same area of Texas that you're you're filming from right now. He's from there. Anyways, they have a podcast that's run completely by an AI. And they have like these fake ad reads um, that they uh, have uh, an AI Tom Hanks read. And it's like indistinguishable. It does not sound like an A. I mean, it sounds like Tom Hanks reading like these absurd ads. Yeah. Have you heard the um, about the Tom Brady doing a stand up special or whatever, an AI thing? No. Okay. Well, I was going to say they're they're responsible for that. Oh, okay. Hilarious podcast. You should check it out. Now would be the time. It's already past the time, but but still you could get in on it to take advantage of a lot of the stuff because it's the same as like basically anytime new technology comes out, we're like the laws for that just don't exist yet because it it wasn't around. So you could probably just do AI likenesses of people and like there's no you know it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a virtual wild west, you know what I mean? Like there's no law, there's no rule, like. Well, it's interesting you should say that um, because uh, we'll see what comes up more of it. Um, but uh, I don't know if you knew that uh, the uh, SAG after went on strike yesterday officially. Oh, yeah, I've been hearing about that. Months. Yeah. Well, that was precisely one of the main uh, reasonings behind it is because AI is just you know, using their likeness and whatever. Yeah. I and mean, it's again, it's only going to get better. And it's and it's each new development. And it just like increases quickly. Well, my just think about too. how 
fast, like the that fucking you know smartphone rapidly just increased upon itself and upon like to where like iPhone four or five are fucking obsolete. You know? Yeah. And it, it's a uh, exponential. You know, it's not like yeah. a clean climb up it's like slow slow but as it does it then it immediately like you know exactly and that's kind yeah. of the point that it's reaching now you know yeah um i just wonder how long it's going to be and this might be kind of like what bruce willis is doing he might be one of the first where it's like just because an actor uh is unwell in his case or maybe even dies why does he have to stop being in movies it's yeah. kind of like somebody's body of work like let's say Michael Jackson, he's dead. Well, somebody owns the license to all his his music, and it's still put out and sold and streamed. And so, yeah, what's yeah. to stop somebody from like, you've got a, a really popular actor? Okay, yeah. well, I'm I want to retire, or, or or maybe I'm on my deathbed, sell my likeness, and you can just you can put me in the next. We could have Sean Connery in the next James Bond movie, for an example. Yeah, why not use AI make his likeness? Connery's back. Like, you know, yeah, I'll blow your mind a little bit more. I would say, arguably, depending on how uh, much it will be available to the public, but I would say you can use it um, for just about everything, especially like for, I don't know, say two Joe Schmoes recording a weekly podcast. Like, eventually, we're going to have enough content of our voices where we can, like, have an AI use our voice for whatever. That's kind of scary to think about, actually. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, I mean, it's cool. It, yeah, it's cool. And like it could obviously be used for nefarious purposes, but obviously, yeah. you know. We'll um, what uh, what happens with the, you know, where it goes with the laws and that. Yeah, the laws are going to come into play cuz eventually all this stuff's going to get happening and you know, people can do it, they will. And yeah. so there's going to it it'll be like everything else, you know, the something will come along that'll set the precedent or or there'll be things run amok, you know. Another great example, early days of the internet. There's a guy I work with, you know, he's uh he was kind of an early adopter of the internet, you know, like in like early to mid nineties before like it was everywhere. It was mm -hmm. back when only like really kind of like maybe people in certain professions or like niche hobbyists were really using it. And he was talking about being in like some of the chat rooms and they were just like trading like stolen credit card information and just all this stuff that they like the laws for all that stuff didn't really exist. You try yeah. to report your credit card stolen and the police would be like, so somebody stole your card. It's like, well, no, I still have it, but, but they stole the information. And they were like, well, there's, I mean, if they didn't steal it from you, there's not a lot we can do. Like, yeah. I mean, that's basically, know? I don't know if you saw that uh, series um, kind of, um, dramatizing the uh whole uh pam and tommy sex tape thing that was kind of yeah. like what they ran into uh you know litigation wise that you know the internet basically just jumped over a bunch of a whole bunch of loopholes where it's like well you know yeah try to take something down from the internet today yeah a lot of that's been established too like once it's on the internet it's usually on there and like you can yeah you can try real hard to scrub something but it's it there somewhere if somebody really wants to find it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and again, back to talking about the Doozy podcast, which I just, I don't know. I have just been listening to a lot of it. I really enjoy the hell out of it, but uh, they got, you know, Tom Brady, um, you sent him a cease and desist or his lawyers did rather. But like, it was like, this is, it was kind of pointless because like, yeah, they took it down from the website, but like, I could still find it. You can still find it on YouTube. 
you know, yeah. anybody can just download that shit, upload it somewhere else. Like you're never going to get rid of it. Well, yeah, yeah. And same thing. Like even if you were the same uploader, let's say you put on a YouTube cease and desist, take it down, create a new YouTube profile, upload it again. Yep. And just repeat, repeat, repeat. Dude, when Tom Cruise couldn't get rid of his fucking, you know, crazy rants on on the internet, that pretty much should have shut, just set the president. Like, Tom Cruise can't get rid of shit on the internet. Yeah. Like, you don't stand a chance, Tom Brady. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a- AI uh, is going to, and it's growing so fast. And like I said, it, it's going to grow exponentially, so... Yeah, and then we'll have all these different avatars made by other people that are just like, you know, I want to see what Avatar Nine looks like. Yeah, just, pretty uh, soon it's going to be just uh, the you know the the Terminator endoskeleton, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, up until the point where you know it uh, terminates me, I feel like that's um, yeah that will be a utopia where it's uh, you know just uh, just dude. If I could have a Terminator, that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, like one that was programmed to listen to me and stuff. Yeah, maybe give it a different name than Terminator because I feel like that's going to scare the shit out of a lot of people. You yeah. know, maybe uh, figure out what the Rocky Four robot was called and call it that instead. I'm do the same thing though. I'm gonna tell it like, don't take this the wrong way, but you are a Terminator, aren't you, dude? Yeah. I just thought of something like, has nobody done a supercut with like the Terminator and Polly in Rocky Four? Like that sounds like a genius idea. I I don't know. I've never seen one. Well, if I had more time on my hands, uh, or you, if you you know did things, that's be... that's clever to think about. I'm yeah. I'll I'll, I'll uh, take that in, pull it over, see what I can come up with. Yeah, nothing. Um, how long has it been? Have we been doing an hour yet? I'm pretty sure we're over an hour. To be honest, oh, with are you. we? I don't okay. know exactly what time we started. I dude, I looked at my phone and then immediately forgot what time it was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's uh, anyways, folks. That's Avatar. Yeah, this was <laughs> the the. I kind of feel like we touched on AI a lot, but this one especially is like the AI podcast. Yeah, at least the last ten minutes or so. Yeah, but uh, and it, yeah, I feel like uh, I, we divulged just as much into that uh, twenty twenty uh, going into the what's it with the way of water. What does it do? Why is it water? And how come it has waves? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it wet? Yeah. I'm yeah. so-and-so with 2020, and I have no personality but all voice. I might be an AI voice. Yeah. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And hoping we get paid for that. Yeah. All right, buddy. I got to get ready for work and stuff. All right, man. All right, man. I'll catch you later. All right. Bye. for another episode there dear listener and apologies if this video seems darker than usual it appears i had some shade thrown upon me earlier this episode yes apparently old john boy doesn't enjoy any constructive criticism god forbid you know eh i'm i'm, I'm burnt out with that bitch to be honest this is the uh Fourth time I've tried uh, recording this with the uh, new setup I have going on. And uh, I led with that 
three other times, and, well, I'm, as I said, just burnt out from the bit. Ah, I believe that's going to be the title of my first audiobook, dear listener. Brian Hickey, Burnt Out from the Bit. <laughs> because it rings true. I've had a heck of a day, dear listener. I had to record and uh, edit and uh, obviously submit two different auditions I had to do today. And then I uh, slapped together a little uh, anime reel for my for my manager to start slanging out to uh, some anime production offices. So maybe I'll I'll get some more uh, some more of those. You know, um, it won't just be a uh, one-time wonder with the uh, maniacally laughing cannonball in one piece. Or, uh, look out, they're coming in Attack on Titan. Or, hey, this main character, I don't like him. And, what was it called? Salaryman, Salaryman's Club. And then also, uh, a baboon in Africa, Salaryman, which, honestly, the, the character of a talking baboon is pretty much red on the nose for me. That's, uh, you know, that, that's typecasting as it gets. Yeah, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what did we talk about this episode? We we talked a good bit about AI, which, you know, poses a threat and, uh, and pure wonderment for the future. But it's coming regardless, whether you're threatened by it or, or allured by it. It is definitely going to be the future, dear folks. Quote me here. We'll see what, uh, what comes with this strike. You know, uh, I have a feeling that the SAG strike will, uh, will bring about some new, uh, conditions for what can be done with AI as far as actors go. Just simply because I don't think that the leverage is there for the, uh, those opposing what the union is, uh, trying to, uh, get across. Unfortunately, I feel like the, um, the... Writers Guild is uh, totally fucked. Yeah, uh, they they unfortunately don't have the leverage. I mean, they, they <sighs> studios have a backlog of uh, a bunch of different scripts they haven't used already, and they just gonna you know throw that in the AI machine and they'll have new stuff. And um, but fortunately or unfortunately, uh, although it's getting closer, uh, AI is not uh, quite where it needs to be with uh, replicating actors. Uh, with all, you know, their expressions and making them look like a, a human being. So, I do think some new changes will be brought about um, in that regard. And then hopefully, you know, I don't really see it happening, but it would be nice to see if the, uh, if the SAG union uh, stood side by side with the Writers Guild. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. But either way, I'm interested to see what uh, the terms are for using AI in the future. Especially when it comes to just great actors like Sigourney Weaver. Mm. Leave it to Weaver. She's uh, she's like a sexy Mike Seaver. You know what I mean? You know what I weave? <laughs> yes, she was my favorite part of Avatar. If we had more of her, I would be all about that tour. Lather me up with it, babes. Avatar starring Sigourney Weaver. We get to watch her. Just do science stuff all day. 
Now that's a movie for me, I tell you. But I digress. As I said, it's been a busy day, and I can daydream about Sigourney Weaver anytime I want to, and will. But I have other things I have to prepare for. Gonna go uh, see a groundling show here in a bit, the uh, Crazy Uncle Joe show. <laughs> I tell you, I've been to a, a handful of those shows, and I have yet to figure out who the Uncle Joe is. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what? It's like that uh, Uncle Lucius band we were talking about in previous episodes. Apparently, you don't have to be a singular entity to be considered an uncle. Sometimes you could be a, a western swing band or, or an improv comedy show. <laughs> oh, uncles, I tell you. And with closing as always, I'd like to say, Como se llama hermana? Luciento Pelopinto. Good night, all my North Texans. And sweet dreams on my fellow Angelinos. And to everyone in between, you know what I mean. Have a good night, a good evening, a good day, all day, okay? Even if you're in a galaxy far, far away. This has been another episode of the Big Boys Podcast. is a podcast produced by Not So Funny or Proud Productions. The team consists of co-hosts, co-producers, and co-editors Brian Hickey and John Sorrells, better known as John the Great. For more information about the duo or this show, please visit us at bigboyspodspot.com or feel free to take a gander at our production page, notsofunnyorproud.com. Look us up on social media and follow us at Big Boys Podspot. New episodes drop every Thursday on every popular podcast hosting platform known to man. So please be sure to like, subscribe, vibe, describe, contrive, confide, collide, abide, preside, tell your tribe, and most importantly, do prescribe. Me and Elixir for talking at the side of my neck.